evening, good evening. Get in here, get in here. I hope everybody's doing all right. I'm gonna let y'all vibe out to this track I made. So, yeah, I know I like to do music, so I'm pretty proud of this one. It's pretty laid back, jazzy, and cool, just like I like it. Welcome back to the Inner Peace Podcast. I am Devin. I haven't come up with the adequate stage name that I like yet, so I'm just going to use my real name because everybody knows my real name. Anyway, so it don't really make a difference. I hope y'all are doing well. Um, so I'm trying to become more consistent with this thing. And I know I say that all the time. And so I did an episode last week on Spotify, and so I'm trying to do another episode this week on YouTube and Spotify. Trying to do it big this time, do a little bit different. So this mic over so I don't have to look the other way uh, 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 uh. all right there we go I can see y'all now hey <laughs> so a couple things happened within the span of time since the last episode so Kevin Samuels passed away um rest in peace to him it was really sudden and really it caught everybody off guard it caught me off guard I'm sure it caught Kevin off guard too I mean not even trying to be funny, but, like, it just... You never know when you're going to go. Tomorrow is not promised. And even with saying that, it just... It doesn't make it any less sad, you know? Regardless of what everybody had to say about Kevin, like... You know, he may have had a very provocative opinion about, you know, a lot of different things, but who doesn't? He was speaking his truth. Um, he grew his platform. He started out, you know, with no followers and grew up to over a million. I mean, I just, I respect his journey and I respect his grind. Um, I guess I, I don't have anything bad to say about him, period. Um, but I did catch his last video and it was a couple of things that he touched on that I would like to touch on eventually in this video and on this podcast. So I'm calling this episode Mother I Sober and I'm calling it that because as we all know, Kendrick Lamar's album came out on Friday, and I am a huge Kendrick Lamar fan, as well as J. Cole. I don't even listen to rap like that, but those two, they make me love. Um, they make me look at rap differently, not make me love. They make me look at rap a little bit differently. And not to say that everybody else is bad, but I just it's hard for me to really get into the vibe um, if I'm not really feel, feeling it lyrically and, you know, production-wise, but um, J. Cole and, like I said, Kendrick Lamar do a great job at that. And so I heard this song, and I was really proud of him for being brave enough to bring such sensitive topics to the table as conversation pieces. Um, then I gave it a few days just to let people digest it and to see what social media was going to conjure up. And, of course, I think the first post that I seen was something to the effect of how Kendrick revealed that he had cheated on his Longtime girlfriend and now fiance, um, Whitney, I think it was Whitney Ford or something like that. But, um, and they were still together. And so I go down into the comment section, like we all do. And, you know, I see the shade and I see the anger. And I see, I seen one comment. It was like, well, I just, I don't want relationships no more. And it's like, I guess, I don't know if it's just, you know, black culture or what, or maybe it's just human culture, but I just want to know why we think that relationships are supposed to be perfect all the time. 
Like, we all obviously have aspirations and relationship goals that we're after, but I think, in general, people have a very um, distorted view of how relationships are supposed to go and what entail, what in a relationship to, entails in general. If you think about the dynamic of a family and how you came up and how, you know, you and your mother didn't always get along or you and your sister didn't always get along, you and your dad, so on and so forth, um, did that make you any less family or was it just kind of like a situation where, you know, regardless of what we go through, come hell or high water, you know, you still my blood. Like, I thought that was the vibe. And so I wonder why that changes when it comes to romantic relationships so much. Why does everybody have this um, high priority kind of infallible kind of expectation for the other person in the relationship to not only never make a mistake, but to, you know, for things to always be great. And is that the only reason why people want a relationship? Listening to this song reminded me of Kevin Samuel's last post and how his question was, what are women holding out for? I said, we are not the only ones that are waiting and holding out. Men are waiting too. They just prefer to wait while in the comfort of a relationship. Men wait until she threatens to leave to ask for her hand in marriage or wait until presenting her with an engagement ring is the only collateral you have to get her back after you've pushed her so far beyond her boundaries. Men wait until we have an entire family together to reveal that they don't really see the point in getting married. Men wait to commit and they keep their options open with the hope of meeting the perfect woman while taking the one that they have for granted. Both genders have toxic habits that get in the way of us moving forward. We are all waiting for something that probably isn't coming. Rest in peace to Mr. Kevin Samuels, no disrespect. I pray for your family members and the people that you leave behind. You know, your death is definitely untimely and unfortunate nonetheless. Regarding Kendrick, everyone has failed in their relationships and none of us want to be honest about it. We feel like on some level, if we disclose our failures and mistakes, we will lose control and other people's perception of us will change in a way that would be damaging to us on an internal level. This over-anticipated fear keeps us locked inside constant cycles of toxic coping. We work very hard at living and maintaining this lie. And so it's like, if you listen to Mother I Sober, I mean, Kendrick is pulling a lot of different schools of thought together, and he did a really great job of replicating the thought process that we as human beings have on a, on a regular basis. Like, we're hit with so many different emotion, emotions on a daily basis, whether you're in a relationship, whether you're single, you're here, you're there, it really doesn't matter. Like, there's so many different things to decide on. There are so many things to do. There's so many different ways that you feel on a regular basis, and it all affects the way that you move. It all affects the way that you see life, so on and so forth. And people go through things like not, let me speak for myself, I've never had the opportunity to be um, a millionaire or a billionaire or whatever he is and to be in a relationship and to have that level of temptation to come at me on a regular basis. And I'm not excusing what he did. Don't get me wrong. I'm not excusing the fact that he cheated. Um, I'm not excusing anything. I'm just saying that it's easy for people to get so angry and to pass judgment in a situation that they've never been in. And I just want to encourage everyone to have some compassion and to really think about things from a, from a real perspective. And not to say that people couldn't possibly have a relationship without cheating, because they most definitely could, but 
just be careful how you speak on other people, you know? Like I said, they are still together. Um, Kendrick didn't leave, but I just, in a way, even though I never really saw myself being able to forgive somebody who cheated on me, like, I'm thinking about it from a different perspective, to say the least. I'm not saying that I would tolerate it because I don't cheat, and so therefore I wouldn't tolerate anybody else cheating on me. But in general, um, when you think about how much that you invest in a relationship, and let's just just speak on a marriage. I'm not, I'm not even going to speak on a relationship for me because that's for me that's what a real relationship is a marriage. I can't really speak on anything else, but it depended on the situation, honestly. I've been cheated on before, one time, and I remember (laughs) the person I was with, my perception completely changed of this individual. Once I have come to the conclusion that somebody else has had what I had it makes me not want you anymore and I don't really know how to you know begin to deconstruct that I don't really know how to tear that down I don't really know how to not be that way you know it's just kind of one of those things it just is what it is for me like because I am so loyal, I would be so loyal and was so loyal to the person that I was in a relationship at that current time. I just, it's a, it's a different kind of hurt on a different level for me. And I know a lot of men are going to say, well, you know, if it was the other way around, if she cheated, you know, men, when it de- depending on the situation, they were forgiven. I'm like, that's a lie, too, because I know many men who would not forgive that. Like, it's just knowing that another man has had their woman is just, like, it's very damaging. It's very... I don't even know the words. <laughs> it's just not something you want to experience in general. Like, uh, it's not as simple as just having sex with somebody, especially in this situation. Kendrick slept with multiple women multiple times, and he said... You know, those women gave him superpowers. They they made him feel like a man on, on, you know, however he described it. That's real. I do respect him for coming clean about it. I do respect him for speaking up and, you know, having the courage to get on <laughs> this track and tell all his business and put the world in his relationship because men usually take things like this to their graves, like, Men don't confess things like this, but it it also came across to me like he was trying to make an honest effort towards healing and an honest effort towards bettering his relationship, an honest effort towards, you know, getting real about the things that he's dealing with on a regular basis. And so it's like bringing sexual abuse up into the conversation. I have my thoughts Maybe it should have been in a different context. Maybe it should have been on a different track altogether because what my perspective was briefly, you know, as I was listening to the song, like, okay, are you saying that you cheated because you were molested as a child? Or are you saying that this, um, the cheating, the infidelity is just one instance amongst many instances of you know points of insecurity are you saying that there this is one of the influences 
as to why you're insecure as a man? Is this one of the, th- like, expound more. And I know, you you know, he wanted to make it methodical. And there's only so much that you can do to manipulate the song and put words together and paint a picture before you kind of lose people. So, you know, I'm not saying that, but I just maybe give us an interview, give us a podcast. If you're going to give us this, give us some clarity as to what you are really saying. Because I can see how people can you could listen to this album and be a bit confused. You know, you said people think I'm Christian, but not today. I transform praying to the trees. Taking shape, my mother's mother. God is taking shape. I mean, uh, you know, I don't really speak on nobody's religion, but, you know, you were talking about God and Christ in your, I think it was second to last album, that song called Yah. You're talking about the Bible, and it's just like, okay, so you changed God's. Like, I need some context on that as well. Like, what are we doing here? Like, what's going on? I need to know what's up. Like, if you're going to take the time to say these things and just mic drop, like, I need you to help us understand what you got going on over there. Like, are you just saying this because you're in the industry and you have to? Are you are you genuinely denouncing your faith as someone who was a Christian before? Like, give us more. Like, or are you just saying this is just where I'm at? Like, I wish we knew more about the situation. Follow me for then he starts talking about his mom and how she was molested as well. And it's just, there's a lot to unpack in this song in general. Um, many people are willing to question their own dysfunction, nor are they willing to look deeper and acknowledge the connection between their internalized fears and their everyday behavior. Why do we have to wait until you've cheated to discuss your lack of self-control? It's beautiful that you want to share these things, but this still feels cruel because we now have to decide whether to celebrate the fact that you finally opened up after six or six plus years of not being honest or standing in our hurt knowing that you stepped outside of the relationship multiple times for a reason that had nothing to do with us lord knows if a woman slept with multiple win- men and blamed our childhood trauma we would be canceled and get left with the kids like honestly there seems to be an ongoing double standard in many areas like we have <laughs> If I could just pause right there. I don't want to keep saying the black community, but that's the one I'm in. So that's the one I'm going to address. And so, yeah, that's how that's going to go. We have so many jacked up standards when it comes to relationships. And, you know, we never communicate as to how we want this thing to go. We never set the ground rules up front. We just kind of go with the flow until something goes wrong after spending years together and getting, you know, invested in having kids and living together and moving in and then you just tear the whole thing apart it's just like i just in general i think we could do things better than what we have done in the past in in terms of planning and you know really being transparent and honest about how we want things to go like and i know there's the whole go with the flow thing and the whole chemistry thing you don't want to force it there's so many so many things when it comes to a relationship but we still commu- could communicate a whole lot better than we have been so we have better results and stop just you know lackadaisically going into relationship just any kind of way you know, women are not innocent either. I said, women conjure up a standard for a husband that is severely unrealistic. The only reason men work this hard is for access to better women. When they finally get to the top, they're rewarded with shallow women, out of touch with reality women, fake with fake bodies, unresolved issues, trauma, and greed. We have resorted to becoming boss chicks in the hope to attract what we need to feel supported, safe, and cared for. 
but we have totally abandoned the qualities that make us feminine in the process. So many women aren't able to explain why her and her man need to start the relationship out making six figures. B. Simone created a standard for dating that even she is barely able to justify. All I see is broken women fashioning themselves after other broken women who have fashioned themselves after other broken women. We are down to buy hair, get the nails did, invest in BBLs, but we don't want to face our own trauma. We enter relationships for the wrong reasons with men who we know are going to let us down and punish him for everything our fathers did and did not do. We give too much with the hope that our partners will respect us enough to create and maintain the standard that we never required up front. We hold grudges when they cross boundaries that we never set, and we stick around hoping that one day everything will miraculously develop into everything we need and want it to be with no effort on our part. We attempt modeling the perfect wife while on the level of a girlfriend to show that we are worthy. We get the ring, then we stop the sex. We manipulate. We want to stay complacent, and we want and we get mad when they cheat. We stonewall. We shut down. We don't talk about our feelings, and then we give ultimatums. All of this is trauma, and nobody wants to admit it or deal with it. Why do we continue to overlook our jaded perspectives of self, life, and other people in relationships? Why is it okay for us to maintain immunity in the face of putting efforts towards making real change, yet demand a complete change from our partners? I think it's safe to say that no one likes a still half-hearted relationship or efforts. We all desire intimacy. We all want great sex. We all want to be with somebody that makes us proud to claim them, but none of us want to go through the process to develop that high-frequency love. We celebrate the smoke and mirrors and cancel people when their mistakes reveal their flaws. A huge part of what we want is predicated on fantasies, on the fantasies we entertain. To Kevin's point, we are wasting time holding the door open for the idea of a perfect partner and simultaneously closing ourselves out completely to the ones that have been standing in our face, sacrificing, standing with, and supporting us the whole time. All of this is trauma. You are ultimately in a relationship with the one person who has the responsibility to reflect and correct your energy. When you attach yourself to someone who doesn't have the capacity to hold you to when you attach yourself to someone that doesn't have the capacity to hold you accountable, you will become stagnant and neither one of you will grow. We unknowingly aspire towards a frequency of love that should come from our parents. We want unconditional love, unlimited room to be who we want and do what we want. We don't want anybody else to correct us for it. And this is all trauma. You can't properly hold you can't properly be held accountable by your partner until you know your struggles, you're willing to see your wrongs, and you're willing to do what it takes to fix it. Everyone wants to be rich and successful in love, but almost no one wants to commit to the work that it takes to get there. Romantic relationships are not any different from getting a degree, starting a business, or achieving any other aspirations that we have. In all these things, we have struggles. We have failure. We have realizations. We want to quit. We experience highs and lows. How can we feel so entitled to perfection yet demand that people allow us so much room to be complacent and reject change? The process is necessary. The man we desire to be with is currently knee-deep in poor choices and unhealthy coping mechanisms. Now, granted, I understand that there's a demographic of people who don't want to change and aren't ready to face themselves, and you have to walk away from those situations, unfortunately. In relationships, women have to be strong problem solvers, not just the ones who set the unrealistic standards and goals and expectations. We are the ones who lay down the groundwork for the spiritual growth. And if we don't grow spiritually, how can we encourage our partners to do that? One thing I can respect about Kendrick Lamar is he was transparent. He was fully transparent, and he told his truth. 
He very well could have just confessed to Whitney, his girlfriend, or his fiance, excuse me, and then just kept it moving. But, I mean, I believe he had a heart to assist people in getting free from their trauma and keeping it real. Like, I feel like he took a stab and stepped out on faith to a degree and a hope to encourage other men to do the same and follow suit, which is probably not going to happen. I totally understand that and receive that. Men see things from a different perspective. Like, I think I heard Steve Harvey say, like, no man is going to go home and knowingly start a fight. Like, I see why you wouldn't tell your significant other that you cheated or you've been cheating. But it's like at the same time, like I said, you know, how can we truly hold each other accountable if we're not being open and honest about what we're struggling with? Like, I believe, too, that there's a connection between how transparent and how can, how honest you are in a relationship and the, the amount of intimacy that you can experience. I like having one person, and I know everybody has, you know, different strokes and different things that they like to do and enjoy, but I know there's a huge demographic of people who have never experienced intimacy before either. A lot of people... Um, think that intimacy and sexual pleasure is interchangeable and it's just not the same. So you can have great sex with the person that you have a great level of intimacy with, but it is difficult to get there. In order to have high amounts of intimacy in your relationship, you have to have high amounts of honesty and being transparent and being faithful. And you have to have worked through so many things. And it's just... There's a lot that's required. I understand everybody is not up to that work but everybody aspires towards relationship. Everybody aspires towards a high quality. It's just like, if you're not willing to sacrifice for it, if you're not willing to go out on a limb and put everything you got behind it, then, you know, what is what exactly are we doing this for? You know, people only want to put a percentage of their effort, love, and energy into the relationship, but then they want a tenfold kind of return. And it just doesn't make too much sense to me. You know, you get what you put into it in any walk of life when it comes to work when it comes to starting a business when it comes to any aspect of success when it comes to studying when it comes to college so on and so forth like if you decide that you're only willing to invest a certain amount of your energy up into a certain line and cutoff point then expect just that little bit back in return like you just it's unrealistic and People go through and they pinpoint and decide, like, Beyonce and Jay-Z are relationship goals, or Alicia Keys and Swiss Beats are relationship goals, and you don't even know these people. Like, I've really never understood that. Or you get on social media, like, this could be us, but you playing. You know, if it ain't like this, then throw the whole relationship away. If this ain't the kind of love that you got from me, then I don't want it. And it's just like, but since, like, how many of you who are, you know, that actually are creating these hashtags and memes and reels and so on actually have been in relationships and worked through anything? Whether it be a personal relationship, <laughs> whether it be success, whether it be a business, how often is that process linear to where you just start the process and then it just it's a straight line up to the top? It's just nonstop. No U-turn, no crossroads, no difficulty, no no problems. It's, it's just not the way things go. And then we look at people who have worked through things and we, you know, stand out over it, over their relationship dynamic. And we ask all these questions like, 
what is it, Russell Wilson and Sierra, you know, what prayer did you pray? Like, it's just some type of, like, magical beings that she put out into the world, and it just said, poof, this is my husband. Like, no. <laughs> it's not a magical prayer. Like, why do we have this expectation that we could just put these things into a microwave and bam, you know, it just comes out and it happens the way it's supposed to. And it's just, it's, it's weird. Honestly, it's just strange to think that things are so instantaneous like that and that I want to say this in particular. How can you mistreat people for so long? How can you just go and just do what you want in relationships, you know, not hold yourself accountable, not be honest, lie, you know, go about relationships in a physically and emotionally lazy way, not give it your all. How can you still expect to get the best at the end of the day? It's weird. It's very strange to me. Why do you think you deserve that? What makes you think that? Because I believe in God and Christ. What makes you think that God is going to bless you with something huge and great and magnificent and you didn't take care of the 10 people who were behind you? It doesn't make any sense. But regardless of it not making any sense at all, we still continue to harbor these unrealistic expectations and we still continue to move forward. We still continue to set the groundwork and only have a small window opportunity open to people who are perfect. Women, too. We only want men who are all done. We want men who make six figures. We want men who have their whole entire life together. <laughs> the house, car, the dog, the mortgage, you know, X amount of money in the bank to fly us out and go wherever we want. And then, like, I'm not even going to say what do we bring to the table, but it's just like, why do you feel like you deserve so much for nothing in exchange? Like, what makes you different? I can look on social media right now. Like, all the women out here look exactly the same to me. And I get that there is a standard of beauty, and there's always been a standard for beauty. But what is it? Black China, Nicki Minaj, um, Beyonce. Like, there's very few women that look like individuals that look unique, that have um, a homegrown type of persona to where she stands out in the crowd. It's just like we all got soul wins. We all got, you know, body work done. We all talk the same way. We all using words like period. And <laughs> what? Just putting yourself in the shoes of this man briefly why would he go out of his way? Why would he go above and beyond just to get the same version of what somebody else can get? Just to get a copy of what's out there. Like, there's a million and one of this type of woman that we have nowadays. Everybody looks alike. Everybody talks the same. Everybody dresses the same. Everybody wears this. Everybody eats crab legs. Like, it's... What is so different about you that would justify and validate having these high standards is the way I want to put that. Not what do you bring to the table because women, you know, I believe that we're built in a way where if she has the right spiritual situation going on, she got the right vibe, she got the right ingredients, you know, she can change a man's life because she could help him. We're help meets. We're supposed to help him move forward, but 
if he's already got six figures in the bank and he's already got his career and he's already <laughs> at a high frequency, what exactly are we going to help him do that he couldn't pay somebody to do anyway? Unless you came from the bottom up. And so, like, also, this is huge. Like, women just don't want to come from the bottom up with a man anymore. They don't want to start from the bottom. They don't want to help him get it together. They don't want to struggle with him. They don't want to grind with him. They don't want to, you know, weather the storm with him. They just want to meet him at the finish line. And I can understand why men would be turned off by that. I would be turned off by that if men said that, you know, something similar. I only want a woman that is this, that, and the third, and she's making six figures and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, well, how shallow are you, though? I don't want you. Because I know what I went through to get here. I know how hard I worked and I had to work and what I had to sacrifice to get here and just to be met with somebody who just wants me because of what I bring to the table and how valuable I am. No. And even the way, going back to what I said about B. Simone, I get what she's, she's saying because, you know, she makes six figures. She won a man that makes six figures and it's the whole boss theory. But I would be anxious to see her in that situation in real life. Not to say that it's always going to go bad, but I just think that sometimes when we conjure up these expectations that we forget to factor in reality and we don't look at things from what could go wrong. I'm not saying that we need to have more of a pessimistic or a negative you know, expectation or perspective. I'm saying that we just need to factor things in a little bit better and be honest with ourselves. Beyond the money, beyond the six figures, are you problem solvers? Do you have the ability to be long-suffering? Do you have peace? Do you have patience? Do you have self-control? And I'm naming the fruits of the spirit right now, which are very valuable in a relationship, because you're going to go through so many things in life that money can't fix. Whether he or you have six figures won't be a factor. It's like, what if you or him fall upon poor health? What if y'all lose y'all's money? What if y'all get sued? Like, it's so much more to life than money and six figures, but... I understand that not everybody is able to be honest with themselves and not, there's a lot of people, especially black people, especially men that downright despise the idea or the thought of going to therapy. But I just want to challenge everybody who is opposed to that idea to challenge yourself and at least go to one session because you just never know how much better your life could be after you've unpacked all the things that you've never really took the time to address. And I know that it's not necessarily a comfortable thing as a person who's been in therapy for a long time. I've went and I'm going to continue to go. But when I first started out keeping it real, we was touching on some stuff that I, that made me want to just take off and not come back, honestly. But now that I'm on the other side of it and now that I've worked through it, I have so much more peace in comparison to, you know, what I had before. And my decisions are so much better than the type of decisions that I was making before I started therapy. I'm able to focus. Like, I remember the whole reason why I went to therapy in the first place was because I was going to school at the time. And every time I got ready to sit down and study, I couldn't focus because my mind was just racing. It's just, it was so many thoughts. And I just, I couldn't process the way that I needed to in order to really acquire and absorb all this information and to get through these courses the way that I needed to. And it just, it just was a lot. 
it was a, a very frustrating process to go through. But once I was consistent in my visits and, you know, with my psychologist over some years, it took at least two years for me to get to a place where I was like, okay, I see it. <laughs> I can see clear now. It's it's fine. Like, But so many of us are stuck in patterns. And that's something that Kendrick touched on too, like the coping mechanisms that we re- resort to sometimes. Like, you know, sometimes we resort to sex when we feel rejected. Sometimes we resort to drinking when we feel failure. Sometimes we resort to whatever. We, we all have our vices. But there's a better way to do things. There's a better way to go about things. And there's a higher frequency and a greater livelihood to live than the one that you've experienced up until this point. There, It gets better. And what just crossed my mind is the influx of suicides amongst these beautiful women as of late. I mean, not to say, like, you know, them being beautiful makes a difference. It's just... It goes to show you that regardless of whether you have it all or not, like the beauty pageant um, contestant who jumped from the 12th or 13th story at 7 a.m. in the morning after she posted that that post on Instagram, like, all of these are so sad. Everything that you think and could conjure up to believe that would be required for you to be absolutely happy in your life is just, it's a lot. Regardless of the money, the fame, the respect, the she just had did an interview with Denzel Washington like two or three days prior before she jumped. She knew famous people. None of these things really confound happiness. None of these things make you a better person. None of these things make you a happier person. I know good and well that when I gave my life to Christ, my life did change. And the more I submit to Christ on a regular basis, on a continual and consistent basis, the higher my quality of life gets. But the more I stay stagnant and the more I stay comfortable, the easier it is for me to drift off into depression and the idle mind and so on and so forth. I just want to thank you guys for joining me this evening. I'm going to wrap it up. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'm going to post at least one episode every week moving forward. If I feel like I have something that's worth talking about, I'm not just going to get to the point where I just post for no reason. It's not even me. Where I just post just to post just to say I did it. Like I try to save conversations or save episodes for when I actually have something that I'm passionate about. You know, just to kind of keep it interesting. But I love you guys. Thank you for joining me. Continue to tune in. And I hope you have a great week.